Well, hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Welcome to Biblical Moments. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for listening today. In this episode, I want to address the works of men versus the works of God. Some of the things people do in the name of the Lord these days are actually the works of men wrongly called the work of the Lord. I will be teaching from Acts chapter 5 and I will be using the King James Version of the Bible. Stay with me as I address the works of men versus the works of God. I believe that every local church and every individual involved in ministry work want to succeed in what they are doing. In order to succeed, there is one thing we must be sure about. We must be convinced that God has called us to do what we are doing. You see, not everything that's done in the name of the Lord has been sanctioned by God. Some of it is our own doing. Now, let me tell you why this is important. Because no matter what you aspire to do, you will have opposition. Whether you are doing what God has called you to do, or you are doing your own thing in the name of the Lord, you will have opposition, guaranteed. But the difference is that when you are on a mission for God, He is on your side. He will fight on your behalf, and He will enable you to triumph even in the midst of opposition. No one or nothing can stop what God is doing. In the book of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, the writer writes of a time when the apostles were being persecuted for preaching and teaching Christ. They were commanded to stop it, but the apostles were bold. They said to the religious leaders, in Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, we ought to obey God rather than men. The religious leaders did not know what to do to stop the apostles. They were at their wit's end. So this guy by the name of Gamaliel intervenes to give the religious leaders some godly advice. Verse 34 tells us something about Gamaliel. Number one, it tells us, verse 34, that Gamaliel was a doctor of the law. In other words, he was a teacher of the law. And number two, according to this verse, he was reputable among the leaders. That means that when he spoke, people listened. Gamaliel challenged the religious leaders to think about what they were trying to do. They were up in arms about the apostles preaching and 
causing a lot of excitement about this person named Jesus. People were being healed and delivered. And these religious leaders just wanted the madness to stop. But Gamaliel was saying, let's think about this. There may be more to this than meets the eye. So what does Gamaliel do? He shares with them the experiences of two leaders in the past who had amassed a following, but in each case, their work came to an end. The first case involved a man by the name of Thutis. Here's what Gamaliel says about him in verse 36. For before these days rose up Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who were slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. So Thutis amassed a following, then he was slain, and his followers were scattered. The second case Gamaliel shared with them involved a man by the name of Judas. Gamaliel says about him in verse 37, After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of taxing and drew away much people after him, he also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. So both of these men started a work, gained a following, and the work came to an end. So based on that historical information, here's what Gamaliel advised the religious leaders to do regarding the apostles. He says in verse 38, Now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. Verse 39, But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. That is so on point. If the work is of men, it will come to naught. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. The apostles had the kind of boldness they had because they were doing the work of the Lord and they knew that no one could stop what God was doing. And that should be our conviction as well. You know, I'm somewhat concerned about the fate of the Christian church today. And the reason I say that is because in my view, we are getting more and more away from the word of God. One of the reasons that I am committed to sound biblical preaching and teaching is because I know that when I minister the word of God that way, God is with me. You know, when Jesus commissioned the disciples to go forth and to preach the gospel, the Bible says the Lord confirmed the word with signs and wonders. And that's what made them unstoppable, not because of who they were, but because they were doing the work of the Lord. 
But today, we seem to be increasingly more interested in entertainment and socializing than we are in proclaiming the word of God and in doing the work of the Lord. And let me just say something about the political landscape. It seems to me that too many of us who name the name of Christ think we can get more done through following our favorite politician or a political party than we can through following Christ. But hear me, no politician can do for us what God has called us to do. We have been called to be the catalyst for change in this world. God has not called us to be compliant with this world. He has not called us to conform to this world. He has not called us to assimilate into this world. He has not called us to bend over backwards so as not to offend this world. If we are doing those kinds of things, we are not committed to doing the work of God, but the works of men. Listen, friend, it doesn't matter what you do in the name of the Lord. You will have opposition. Some will come from the world. Some might even come from the religious or Christian community. Some opposition will definitely come from the devil. That's why whatever you do in the name of the Lord, you need to be sure, very sure, that God has called you to do what you are doing. You see, when you are doing the work of the Lord, I don't care how much opposition you encounter, you are never the underdog. When the Lord is on your side, those who are for you are more and mightier than those against you. So what is my objective in this message? It is to embolden you, my friend, in the work of the Lord. Whether you are called to be an evangelist or a pastor or youth leader, you name it, you will have opposition. But when you are on a mission for God... As the wise man Gamaliel said, if this work be of God, it can't be overthrown. And my friend, if you believe that, really believe that, you can serve the Lord boldly because you know that no one, but no one can stop what God is doing through you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, listen, that brings us to the close of this episode. I want to thank you for listening. I hope that you were blessed doing our time together. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.